ride with me in my foul life. What's up, what's up, what's up? The Foul Life Podcast coming back at y'all. Another episode. Thank you all for supporting the partners and sponsors that support all of our properties here at the Foul Life TV, our podcast, all of our brands. It's truly humbling. Today's episode of the Foul Life Podcast, the essential series, the essentials of duck hunting is brought to you all by our friends at Vortex Optics. You guys have heard me not get on a soapbox, but I really do get pretty passionate about scouting and how important it is because a lot of people think that you just watch the TV shows and see an animal you know, pass away or get harvested. But the truth is that there's a lot of backstory that goes into that harvest. There's a lot of work. There's a lot of late nights. There's a lot of strategizing and optics and scouting is key in waterfowl hunting, not just to see a field or a piece of water that has birds in it, but where is the roost? Where is the day loaf? Where are they eating? Where are they migrating from? Is it a migrator day? Can you visualize where they're going into that field with the use of optics? You can sit from a distance and watch as they approach that food source where are they coming from how are they using the tree lines are they hitting the high part of the field are they hitting the high part then walking down into low part but you got there late so only see them in the low part so you go in there the next day set up your decoys and blinds in the low part and they come over there to come back into that field they totally ignore you because they know that they would never land down there they would land up high but you miss that because you didn't have your binoculars at the right time the day before so all of that goes into execution and success and consistency and success and results in the field. And that's what we are talking about when we talk about a partner like Vortex Optics. They allow us the ability not only to have awesome optics, but spotting scopes on tripods, window mounts, and range finders to say, how far is that tree line from the fence? How far is that fence from where we want to set up? Everything looks different in the dark. So get your marbles legit the day before. Get them all in order. Line your marbles up and have that marble game ready to play. It's a negotiation with those ducks and geese, and you are trying to let them be as comfortable as possible to come to a spot that they already were coming to anyway because you scouted them to the day before. So if you mess it up, it's on you as the American duck hunter, the Canadian duck hunter, goose hunter, waterfowler. So again, today's episode of the Foul Eye Podcast is brought to you by our friends at Vortex Optics. And my guest today is the man at Vortex, product, product guru, Mark Boardman. Thank you for being here, buddy. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. I appreciate the two kind words there, uh, but, uh, but uh, I'll take them. Are you not a product guru? I'm uh you we'll do all right. We'll do all right. <laughs> and I Vortex it seems like before we get into the essentials, y'all have come on in I like in a I don't know how you say it. It's just like you guys took this industry by storm. Is is that fair to say? I mean Vortex, I'm not saying it came out of nowhere because I know that it was a lot of hard work, but y'all came in and said, Hey, we're not only gonna be very strategic in our marketing efforts but our product line is second to none and i think that the the general public and the the outdoorsman the you know the camper the fisher whoever it is that has a pair of binoculars in their boat in their truck they are they are 100 in with what y'all are doing so yeah i mean you know i mean in the last probably you know 10 years like you'd see like kind of that exponential growth curve right and so i think for a lot of folks you know from the outside in it's like oh my gosh dude poof you know here they are. It's on the radar and they came out of nowhere. And, and the company itself really has, you know, a, a storied history that dates back into, into the eighties and uh, you know, everything from, you know, Dan and Margie Hamilton who, who founded the company. Uh, Dan was in the military, uh, got out, became a, became a dentist and decided didn't want to be a dentist. So they, uh, they, uh, 
purchased a Wild Birds Unlimited franchise, right? So they're actually in that in that birding industry. Realized real quick that the uh, optics were, uh, you know, an intrinsic part of that birding world. You need quality optics, and and birders are actually well. And I'd consider you're you're. I think we're all kind of a birder in some capacity, right? If you're into waterfowl or hunting turkeys or upland game, but um, but uh, birders are actually super super finicky when it comes to optics. I mean, they're looking at feather detail and uh, just so many details to to ID those things. So anyway, they they recognize that began selling optics. Uh, Dan started a, a, a brand of optics for the entire Wild Birds Limited franchise. And then he and his sons kind of wanted to create something uh, outside of that, more geared towards the uh, the hunting and tactical uh, market. And Vortex was kind of born out of that experience. Wow. And and uh, like I said, here, here we are, here we are today. So Wow, that is, that is like ties it all in so strong with what we're doing because what, that truly we're just glorified bird watchers, man. Oh, yeah. we, we work with Audubon Society. We work with different conservation agencies that, you know, you see, you, let's just take California, for example. You have the Butte Sink. You have all these beautiful duck clubs. Well, within those duck clubs, there's a lot of other birds that visit them. So you have all these towers, these viewing towers that waterfowlers will strategize with and capitalize with those towers as a scouting effort, right? They'll get up on top. They got a better vantage point. They can see, you know, a lot further distances and these bird watchers will come in there when it's not duck season and they'll have the opportunity to take, get their long lens cameras out. They'll get their binoculars out their vortex, their, all their optics. And they, I mean, that's all a duck hunter is. I mean, for most of the, most of the duck hunting, you're, you're just sitting there watching birds. You know, the, 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 the harvesting isn't the big part of it. It's not the long part of the hunt, right? That's the quick part of the hunt. They come in, there's a lot of birds you see during the day that you really don't even have a chance to call at or work your decoy spread. So you're a glorified bird watcher. So I think that's awesome that the history of Vortex is tied into what we do on a daily basis of, you know, you guys are so tied in with the big game market now and the big game hunter and the sheep hunter and the elk hunter and everything like that. But it's cool to hear that the story has a little bit of a, a history and a background of, of what we do and watching birds. And Oh yeah, no, there's definitely awesome. some feather, some feather flair to that, to that history. You know, are you a bird watcher? Uh, when I hunt? Yeah. Um, when I, are you a, or do you like to duck hunt? Man, I, I love to, you know, and I've, you know, my, my hunting, I guess, you know, background, I've lived, you know, a pretty big game centric life, you know, that's probably been my primary focus. Um, used to duck hunt, uh, a fair amount, uh, back when I lived in, in Washington. So Washington state's my home state. So, um, we had, uh, some buddies that were hardcore duck hunters. In fact, that's, that's all they did was duck hunt and upland bird hunt, uh, over on the Columbia, which was actually a, a really cool region because you'd, you know, duck hunt in the morning or tell you got, uh, tell you got too cold, need to go move around. And then you could go up into the uplands and chase quail and, and chuckers, you know, during, during the midday and then come back down in the afternoon, and finish the day, you know, uh, hunting ducks. But we kind of, they kind of introduced us to duck hunting. So we'd hunt, uh, mallards and, and other puddle ducks and then, uh, throw out diver strings. And so it was, it was a really neat area. Were you on the West side or the East side of the state? East, East side. So you're over by tri cities or Othello or somewhere in, around the Columbia basin. Yep. Yes, sir. That's, oh man, that's some good duck hunting, dude. It, it was, it was good that, stuff, It's man. so it strong. Fun. It's so strong. So as a, as an optics guy, as a, are you a, would you consider yourself an optics geek? Like most duck hunters are gear geeks. Like we are, we're collecting all year long and we're want the best. We don't cut corners. Are you a geek when it comes to optics of, 
on a personal level to where your passion is kind of just now your now your lifestyle and your in your revenue stream of being employed at Vortex? So, I mean, I'd say yeah, for sure, right? I mean, I think you're just you're immersed in this essentially this optics world, right? You know, we live, uh, you know, it's a, definitely our entire culture revolves around, you know, optics and hunting and shooting and, and the outdoors, right? And so you just kind of eat, sleep, breathe it every single day. And, you know, once you get, once you realize the, the power of optics and, and, and the role they can play in all these different experiences and how truly paramount they are to uh to you know i mean a success i guess quotation marks however you want to define that right but right um you, you know we're talking about uh, i know some guys that when they waterfowl hunt uh you, you know they don't even carry a pair of binoculars with them i'm like dude are you out of your mind like i think optics to me now like i don't like to go outside without them well i i mean yeah I was going to ask you as far as like when I meet people, like for example, I have one guy that's a huge big game hunter. He's in the Hall of Fame for Boone and Crockett. He loves the duck hunt. He finds out that we were offered a deal from Vortex and he loves Vortex. He goes, what in the hell are they doing with you guys? And I'm like, what do you mean? Okay, now you got to keep in mind, this guy's 79 years old, but he knows what the heck's going on. He knows how to hunt. But he hunts at a at a place to where, you know, he doesn't travel like we do. And his hunting is more geared around kind of the same location. I'm not saying he doesn't use optics, but he could not believe that we even had the, the, the confidence, I guess, to go approach an optics company and say, hey, this is what we do. Because our story is it, it doesn't unfold with any success without optics. And the other thing is, is that you just see America, you see the world through optics in such a finer way and in a more detailed way giving you a better idea of what is really out there and and we have picked up on so many hunting strategies that come with the use of optics that don't have anything to do with actually knowing that you know where the birds are landing and as, as far as that part of the scout goes we've learned so much of watching birds of prey watching eagles what does that mean to roost what does that mean to day loafs how are ducks acting when they're on a day loaf? Are they are they acting as if they are going to come back to this loaf um, after the evening feed, or are they going to go back to the big water based on 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 what they're doing today? Are they comfortable in this day loaf? Is it a bigger day loaf to where they might not get messed with a bird or it doesn't have a chance to freeze tonight? So we're always reading like the body language and the posturing of these birds and, and getting more in depth or more ingrained in the way they live and, and living in the duck's life or the goose's life. And I would tell anybody, just like what you just said, Mark, is if you don't have a good pair of optics in your truck at all times, in your boat at all times, and now, and I didn't, I didn't come up with this because when I'm in the blind... I'm active, man. I'm, I'm kind of leading the hunt. I got the film crews there. I've got, got a dog, a, a, a handler there with one of our trainers, like, you know, like from Brad Arrington from Mossy Pond. We have guests. We have outdoor riders. We have the decoy spread to get out. We got a lot of stuff to manage the hunt. Then I'm talking to the camera a bunch. So my whole deal is like, I, I'm not the guy that ever brought binoculars into the blind. But now, since I've been doing this a lot, there's so many people that do. And they're watching the birds come off the roost. They're watching the activity. They're seeing if they come off the roost and the wind changes on us. Which direction do they go? We try to figure that out. The thing about waterfowl hunting that is so awesome is that 
you'll never figure them out. You think you have them and then they just destroy your confidence. They'll just go, oh yeah, really? All right. Like you have no shot of getting us. We've been seeing this stuff all the way down the flyaways. We're going to change it up on you today. We're going to do this. You do get them. And when you do, it's glorious. But when you don't, it's a learning experience. So optics play such a vital role in that learning experience as well as the scout. So I'm always telling duck hunters, get a pair of Vortex. Get I, I like I love the range finders because you have the ability to do way more than you just would if you just had a pair of binoculars. So if you can afford it and there's the right piece of, of equipment. So talk to me a little bit about some specific products that you would see a guy like me or my brother Clay or, you know, a foul life crew or a duck hunting crew going down the back roads of America looking for ducks and geese, trying to get on that hunt. Maybe they're up in Canada, bigger land up there, way bigger fields. What would you tell me? So, man, I mean, the first thing I tell you is, I mean, you nailed it on on all those points uh, as far as, you know, optics being an, an asset to, you know, really anybody who wants to join the outdoors. Uh, it, but, you know, and then in duck hunters and, and waterfowl hunters in particular, when you're looking at scouting, you know, you know it's almost like, Without them, you're, I feel like you're getting like a, a two-dimensional look at what's going on there. Like you might be able to see, yeah, there's birds there, but like you're talking about, you get to see what they're doing, how they're doing it, why they're doing it. You're, you're able to see maybe folds in the terrain that you wouldn't maybe other see otherwise. You might see an approach, an access point, where you want to put your blind. I mean, there's just so many things that, that those optics are going to help you ascertain before you even go and try and hunt, hunt those ducks or hunt those geese, you know? Um, at the minimum and, and probably one of the best things that I'd say is get, get yourself a good, uh, you know, probably a 10 by 42 binocular. I mean, that's probably one of the most versatile configurations out there. And maybe, maybe for some folks that, and I doubt this is really any, any of your listeners, but you know, that's going to be a 10 power binocular with a 42 millimeter objective. And so that's going to be a full size binocular. It's still going to be, um, you know, fairly compact, uh, housing, right. So it's not going to be like a giant binocular, um, great, great light transmission, just super versatile, um, you know, with, with that configuration. And I'd say, um, get it either get or, or get it with, uh, like a four point chest harness, you know, something that's easy to put on. I've got, you know, this is one right here. So, uh, this is our glass pack and this actually comes with, like all of our binoculars come with a chest harness, right? So at least with Vortex, you know, that's not an extra that a person's going to have to pick up. They're going to get that with the binocular. And um, show me that one more time and tell me a little bit what you mean by four piece. So, and I don't, uh, let's see here. This one, this has got the straps. Of course, I brought the one that doesn't have the straps, but essentially it's going to come with a strap system that connects to the back. You put that over your body you know, connected around here. And those binos are going to sit fully housed, fully protected right on your chest right there. Right. And so in my opinion, even better than in the blind bag or, or in the boat, man, if you always have them with you and it's, it's an easy thing to remember, um, man, you got them and you're going to, you're going to find that you end up using them more too. And that's going to be, you know, whether you're trying to ascertain something with, with the waterfowl that you're chasing or maybe it's a slow day and uh, some random bird, you know, lights on a fence post and you want to get a closer look. You can definitely keep yourself busy looking around. Maybe a, maybe a big buck comes out. You want to get a look at it. I mean, there's there's so many different ways that having those binoculars on your chest at the ready. Uh, I mean, it's second nature and, you know, it's just going to improve your outdoor experience uh, as, as a whole. Heck, yeah. And I think that uh, I love what you're saying as far as 
that that chest harness and they become second nature they become part of your your waiter system they become part of your 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 parka system and they're just always there and that mentality it's hard to get used to that as a duck hunter but the more you have that four-piece chest harness on there you get used to it and the mentality of it is like tradition and duck hunters are very hard-headed and set in their ways and they're very traditionalized as far as like well, I don't know if I'm going to, you know, go and do it this way because I was brought up doing it this way for so long. And I would say that that, that probably happens in a lot of hunting scenarios. But yeah. I also I also think that it, it, there's a lot of content out there that can teach people and educate them how to get better. And I think that education and tips and tactics and instruction is the number one thing that people that are getting into this lifestyle are seeking out because we talk about it a lot with, with, you know, Safari club or California waterfowl or any of the conservation agencies that, that vortex is involved in with Rocky mountain elk and mule deer foundation and wild sheep foundation and finaz mentorship is everything, Mark. So we take it for granted a lot. And I've said it a lot of times that we grew up in a hunting family. We yep. were, in, we were in the hills at, you know, at a year old, like not even barely a year old. We have pictures of us in the mountains of chasing chucker birds and, and mule deer and antelope. So, we take it for granted that that happens everywhere. Well, it doesn't. And that's why yep. not a lot of our population hunts. And we nowhere think that our, our whole population will ever hunt. That wouldn't work either. But I'd say, you know, 10% of Americans hunt with, you know, 300 million people in this country. That, that might even be a little high. So mentorship is everything. We don't have any idea how many young kids out there, women, men, guys that are in their 30s or 40s that didn't have an uncle or a dad that hunted that they were never. You just take them one time and educate them and, and show them the gun safety, the respect and the compassion for the resource and the birds you know, tips and tactics on optics and how to use a vortex rifle scope and a spotting scope and binoculars and a rangefinder and every, and the new eyepieces that you guys are launching right now and why that is very beneficial to a duck hunter or to a big game hunter as far as comfort level and being able to stay in your glass for longer. Because as a hunter, I was always tested in my binoculars and my optics by my dad or my brothers because of my so-called ADD, ADHD, patience level. I am still to this day learning patience, right? Like I'm in my forties now and patience is my number one draw back. And my number one thing that I want to continue to get better at. And, and I continue to get better optics and big game hunting and waterfowl hunting and success depend on time spent in the glass because glassing does not just mean putting the binoculars up to your face and then going real fast across the landscape and thinking you're going to see everything. There are so many instances where you have your spotting scope and I've seen my brothers do it because they're very good at it. When my dad, my, before my dad passed, he was amazing at it. You would just see the flicker of a mule deer's ear. And then all of a sudden you're like, Oh wow, those aren't, that's not a tree branch. That's, a, that's a 185 inch mule deer. Wow. That's an 84 inch pronghorn antelope man, did you see that coyote? His ears just flicked. Look at that bobcat right there. Like, did you see? No, but if you stay in them and you got to stay in them and you got to keep them on the same spot for several minutes, if you do that on a flock of geese or a flock of ducks from your truck and you just stay there, you're going to learn what these birds do. Why does a flag work in a goose hunt? Well, look at what they're doing with their wings out there. Why does movement and, and waddling work with some kind of motion decoys for a goose hunt? Well, look at how they're just waddling around looking for the next pea or the next peanut to pick up and eat or the next kernel of corn. 
Why does why do these type of blinds work? Well, look at the lay of the land, how there's little humps in it, and we can go out there and we can replicate that. Maybe we can ask the farmer or the landowner if we can dig in a little bit to get our lids down. Well, a panel blind might work there because look at the overhang that I just spotted by keeping it staying in these binoculars longer. I think we can get underneath that overhang and, and hide the top of us, taking that vantage point of the bird's eye view away from the birds and giving us the advantage to keep them out front and maybe get a shot at finishing them. So all of that comes with patience and staying in the glass. And yep. that's the theory of this podcast and this these essentials of duck hunting is stay in the glass. Don't get out of your lane. If you're a good hunter, stick with what you know, but keep learning, but don't get out of the glass. And that applies to binoculars as well. Stay in your lane, stay focused, and don't think that you're just going to go out there in October, put out your decoys, kill a bunch of birds, and then do that same thing in January because it's a totally different bird and a totally different um, you know aura and, and ideology of late season hunting as it is in the early season binoculars and optics and the vortex culture is going to help a waterfowler at least have the chance or the opportunity to experience consistent success and that is key in baseball you're considered a stud all-star if you're successful three out of ten times three out of ten you know how hard that makes that game that's a hard ass (laughs) game if you're a stud at three out of ten times in waterfowl hunting in hunting, it's the same thing. We fail way more than we succeed in hunting. And it's got to be our mindset that keeps us strong and our ability to latch on to something like staying in the glass and making scouting just as important as the kill. If you learn something and be a sponge and take it away in the scout, then if you fail during the hunt, you nece- you didn't necessarily fail because you took something out of that scout that you're going to apply for many seasons to come. And then you're going to start to see snowball effect, momentum and, and consistent success. And if you're not, if you're not getting that, then you got to start changing your tactics you got to start learning better and maybe scouting is the thing that you're missing out because you're not scouting the right way there is a right way to scout with communication i know that it's a lot of steering wheel time and dashboard time but it's communication and networking boots on the ground having multiple people out there because you're never going to see it all if it's just you but if it is just you you got to have the advantage with a good pair of optics is that fair to say mark Oh man, dude, they, you nailed it. You nailed it. I mean, you know, the scouting and the observation, and it really is applicable to really, you know, all hunting. Right. But I mean, that is, that is your window into their world. You're able to, you're able to watch all their different behaviors, what they're doing, what they're feeding on, where they're going, why they're going there and, and kind of put all these puzzle pieces together. So then when you want to go hunt, you, you can hopefully have, have a good hunt, you know, and you get to do those things from a distance where you're not having an impact on their behavior, right? Like you're not having to get close to that roost or you're not having to get close to that field to watch these things unfold. And, and you really get to watch them in their natural element. And, uh, you know, I mean, that's what you want to do, right? You want to watch them do their thing. So you know what they're going to do. So where you can put yourself in that position to intercept them when they're doing their thing. Yeah. And that's exactly right. And and the other part of it is the culture. And that is why it's important to me to let people know in our realm and what we do in waterfowl hunting and our voice, uh, we want to support brands that understand where we come from as a waterfowl hunter, because we are just as important as a deer hunter, a sheep hunter, anybody, we're all hunters and we're all in the same lifestyle together. And when you have a company and a brand and a culture like Vortex that consistently shows the world, look, we're with the duck hunter. We're with the foul life. We are with the guys that are at Bandit and everything that they're doing and, and what they what they what they see and, and what they think of 
what's going on in the outdoors. We're on board with that platform. And that's what, that's what makes it easier for me to tell somebody, dude, you got to support Vortex. Yeah, we're a partner of theirs, but look at how good the quality, the quality is. Look at this thing, how well it's made. Look at the results you're going to get. Go take it out and tell me, tell me what you're, and everybody that touches them or puts them up to their eyes are like, wow, that's a nice glass. And then the culture comes in. They support us. They support conservation. They support the duck hunter. They're not just yep. out there going, "Hey, we're only about the the safari guy in Africa, in the in the in the stone sheep hunter in the Northwest Territories, and the doll sheep hunter, and the desert sheep hunter in Nevada, and the Rocky Mountain sheep hunter, and the elk hunter." We're supporting everybody because predator hunters, turkey hunters, duck hunters, goose hunters. If you should have a pair of binoculars, if you're a chucker hunter and you don't have a pair of binoculars in your truck, then you're really not a chucker hunter going after partridge in the mountains and the rim rocks in the Western United States. Because if you don't have it to look up there and maybe see a big mule deer that you might go put in for a tag later on that you might not have seen if you didn't have your binoculars, if you go into that area and you see a, a road to where you don't have the ability to take a pair of good binoculars and vortexes and look up there and see where it goes, is there no trespassing sign up there? Are we wasting our time? Time. All of that goes into everything. You don't just get out of your truck and walk up a mountain and hope that you see chucker. There's hours of preparation and skill set that goes into that. And scouting is key and optics are key. And then you work with a company like Vortex that supports the culture of the American duck hunter, the American wing shooter. Then it just makes sense. If you're going to go and become a better hunter and scouting is a part of those essentials, then go get Vortex because they're in hundred percent. And that means everything to us. And I honestly think that a big part Part of it to, to, to capitalize on this conversation is when you feel better and you look better, you perform better. When I dress the way that I want to dress as a duck hunter and I have my banded breathable waders on and I have a jacket on that was made for me that is that that has the right pockets, it has the right waterproofing, it has the white, right windproofing, it fits good, it's comfortable, it's not bulky, it's not real heavy, mixed with my breathable waders that have no neoprene bulk to them and they're breathing and they're letting the perspiration come out. And then I got my nice hat on and I got my Oakley and I'm, and I'm not name dropping, I'm just saying, if I feel like I'm going to succeed, I got a way better chance of succeeding. And when I have my vortexes on me, I feel like a hunter. I feel like a gatherer. I feel like a provider, period. I'm a, I'm a great provider because I'm with vortex and they make me have the confidence to go out and be successful and to keep learning. And that's the key to it. Keep learning. And a company like vortex is going to help the industry and the hunting community keep learning because they're, they're always putting out great content. They're always working with the best in the business, whether it's speakers or writers or, or, you know, events or TV shows, it, conservation agencies, you guys got it going on. And, and that's what I wanted to get across today of how important vortex is to not just your success in the field, but our success as an industry and a hunting community. No, man, no. I mean, we appreciate that for sure. And we appreciate all the support and all the stuff that you guys are doing as far as like promoting waterfowl hunting and hunting in general. And, and, you know, you're talking about that mentorship earlier and, and getting new people in, in, into the sport and, and exposing them to really a world that they might not have otherwise known existed. Right. And it just, it just takes that one time, right. That one time, like they, they get to see that and they go, Whoa, now I get, I'm getting chills right now, but uh, see that that's what it does. It. That's what you know, it does. Now I get it. Right. It's good. It's good and, that you admitted that because that's what it does to the duck hunter. You know, and, and you're talking about, you know, we're talking about optics and, and really, you know, it's not just binoculars, right? Really an, an entire suite of optics is going to improve that overall experience. It's going to make you a better hunter. I know I work for Vortex. So I'm going to sound like an optics salesman here, but I truly, truly believe these things like, uh, you know, 
get a spotting scope. You know, you're talking about spotting from yep. the truck, man. Get a spotting scope with a window mount. You know, if you're running your stuff from a window mount, um, you know, I'd probably recommend a straight. Like we have, well, heck, I got I got a couple right here. So this is, you know, this is our Razor uh, HD. Oh, look at that. Let me get a shot scope. of that. That's sick. This is a good spotter. This is probably, you know. Which one is that? About, this is the Razor HD. Hold on a second. Uh, That's the Razor millimeter. HD? Razor HD 65 millimeter spotter. Man, that's cool looking. Look at that eyepiece on there. No, it's just, you know, and you got sunshade on here, you know, so you can, um, okay, well, and this is an angled version. So if you do get an angled spotter, right, you still can use it from your car window mount. It's got a rotating collar, so you can tighten this up and you can rotate that eyepiece. Um, you know, you got the you got the sunshade on there. So uh, that's going to help you if you're, you know, looking a little, in a little bit of, uh, you know, low sun. And then I guess in, in contrast, and this is the Viper HD model, but that's a straight, right? So if you're, if you're doing a lot of truck stuff, you know, I mean, I, I prefer a straight spotting scope. I'd say by and large versatility wise, like I generally prefer an angled, but um, straights are, uh, they're nice, you know, they're kind of a little bit more line of sight, right? It's almost like point your finger as far as subject acquisition. Um, but both are phenomenal. And, and if those are, do you, do you supply, does that automatically come with a window mount mark or is that an accessory that Vortex offers to the consumer? So, so the, so that would be an accessory just cause it's kind of like, you know, an angel, you know, some guys need it, some guys don't, you know, but, um, it's a nice tool. And then, you know, this is, uh, this is an 11 to 33 by 50. This is uh, from the original Razor HD series. This comes in at 25 ounces, right? So if you're like, ah, maybe one of those is a little bit big. I don't want to carry it. You know, maybe it doesn't fit my blind bag or um, 25 ounces. To put that in perspective, that's probably about the exact same weight as a standard 10 by 42 binocular that you'd have on your chest. 11 to 33 crystal clear optics. Um, this is the one that you, you'll always have it with you. You know, oh, dude, so. that slick. Hey, can you do, can you take my address on a text after this and send me that one right there? I like the look of that, dude. Yeah, we could probably work on that. <laughs> that thing is slick. I haven't seen that one yet. That's a cool. But, and what's that one called? The little one, the twenty five ouncer. So I call it the baby razor. So baby yeah, razor. So it's a razor HD eleven to thirty three by fifty, and it's I mean even you know for big game hunting, man. Um, is it going to do the same thing as some of these you know full size spotters are going to do? No, but. This might thing be the is deceivingly high performance. Well, you have you have that one in your backpack because you're on your truck or your ATV and you get to a vantage point of, of legally doing it and ethically doing it, not going off of any roads and making your own road. Let's all be legit outdoorsmen when we're up in the mountains and let's take care of the public lands, right? Let's keep access at a minimum and only go on the roads that are there, right? So yep. that's where you use the big one. You got it in your truck, you got it in your window mount, you get out, you set up your tripod and your legs and you, and you overlook the territory. Now you got that little mini razor, baby razor in your backpack and your pack and you're rolling because you might get to another spot to where you need a spotting scope you might not yep. necessarily want to carry the bigger one that's heavier it's bulkier it doesn't fit in the backpack as good as that little razor does it just makes sense that's that deal that that thing right there can go in anywhere from what i've seen it'll fit in any bag or blind bag or it, it's just a great tool to have and that's again vortex thinking like hey this little mini one right here it will do the job when you need it to do the job period Yep. Nope. It's, it's a phenomenal little piece, you know, and, and range finders like, Oh, wh why would I need a range finder? I mean, I mean, I'm sure you do you use a range finder when you waterfowl hunt. Oh yeah. Every day, yeah. every day. 
every day. Like, so I, I, I want to do this. I want to come back on here. Let's get another podcast where we can come on here. And I think that we will do like a live one on Instagram or something, but, or get questions beforehand. But I want to come at you with a bunch of questions from our viewers, our customers, potential in consumers, and just talk to them about, uh, you know, these different products, binoculars, spotting scopes, range finders, accessories, and now the Vortex apparel line. So everybody out there, check out vortexoptics.com. Their new apparel line is, is there a separate po- uh, website for the apparel? Or is it still on vortexoptics.com? No, it's, it's on the main page. So you should be able to dig it up. It's classy, the hats, the beanies, the shirts, the workout clothing, it's the button ups, it's classy and it's very practical. So check out the new apparel line by Vortex Optics, all of their different optics that are suited for the American hunter, not just the elk or sheep hunter, deer hunter, us, the duck hunter, the waterfowl hunter. The turkey hunter, the wing shooter. That's what we do, but we need optics. So support vortexoptics.com. Mark Boardman, thank you very much. Any closing words, my brother? No, no, no. I appreciate it, Chad. Appreciate the time. And uh, yeah, like you said, man, uh, we're all we're all part of the same culture out here. So let's support each other and uh, do good things and have some fun doing it. I can't wait to hunt with you, man. Plan on it this year. I want you to meet me out in maybe California, get after some, some specs, or we'll just uh, we'll go on a little scouting mission and find them and go have fun on a hunt and then have a big time at duck camp. Heck yeah. Lock it in. Tell Sawyer, tell the whole crew. We love you guys. Thank you very much for the partnership. We look forward to more great days with Vortex. This has been another episode of the Foul Life Podcast brought to you by our friends at Vortex Optics. Check them out at vortexoptics.com. Like I said before, but I'm going to keep saying it. Have your binoculars, your spotting scope, your range finder and scout. Be a legitimate scout and be an asset to every hunt. Leave your mark. Leave your stamp on that hunt every day you go into the field. This is the essential of duck hunting series brought to you by us at the foul life and all of our partners and sponsors thank you for supporting everybody that we have in our network tom hit that button this is the song my foul life by the rock band 2am logic thank you all very much